This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Go, coming to you live from the ziggurat in caverns deep below the metro area. It is THN, cover to cover for Saturday, July 9th. Happy Tron Day, everyone. Want to feel old? Tron hit theaters 40 years ago today. My name is Matt Bomb. My job is to make you all feel old as hell. Or other kids be like, Tron? I that weird movie they had the cartoon for that nobody paid attention to? <laughs> oh, I don't remember a cartoon. Yeah, so there was like a CG cartoon that was based off the uh, Daft Punk Tron, more recent one. Oh, gotcha. That's yeah, why exactly. I don't know anything about it. Introduce uh, yourself. I am the Internet's Joe Patrick. What's that? I said, introduce yourself. I'm doing it. All I'm right. the Internet's Joe Patrick, and here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Discord and on Facebook to rap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week, live with our listeners. Joe's right. It's a live show. We need you to talk with us live, so jump into our Zoom. You can find the link pinned in our cover-to-cover channel on our Discord. I also drop it in the chat if you can't find it there. Or you can just watch us on our live stream on the Facebook Live. Maybe you've got stuff going on. I get it. If you can't be here live, that's cool, too. You can leave us a message on the THN hotline, 402-819-4894. You can also find that phone number on TwoHeadedNerd.com if I'm saying it too fast. Or you can send an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. Before we open these phone lines, we like to revisit the weekly nerd news that we are tracking in our nerd news channel. We've got so many people adding the nerd news channel. It's great. We have, like, remote know, desks thank God. all over the world now. It's awesome. Thank God. It's so much less work for me. I really appreciate it, it's you guys. It's a team effort. Nerd news. Nerd news. Team effort. Before we begin, though, a heads up, we will probably, I I think it's probably a given, that we will be talking about the following nerdy TV shows and movies, uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. We are going to keep that spoiler-free because the movie just came out. We're not going to be jerks about it. It's true. Uh, We're going to talk about the finale of Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. We're going to talk about The Boys Season 3, which I started and then forgot to go back and finish because I was... What is wrong with you? I was too excited to to see Thor, and I forgot. Okay. And then, of course, uh, Ms. Marvel, who had another wonderful episode this week. If there's anything else that pops up, we'll let you know if we're going to do spoilers or not. Uh, But honestly, let's be real. We probably won't talk about anything else. Yeah. Uh, in the realm of nerd news, it has been announced that Charlie Cox and Vinny D are returning as Daredevil and the Kingpin in Marvel's Echo. That's fun. To the shock of no one, though. I mean, we all saw I mean, coming. yeah, I, I guess I guess it's not really a shock, but I I am also surprised. I like, think it makes I, the it, most sense to get Daredevil back. It didn't back. occur to me, I guess, is what I should okay. say. I like, think it makes the uh, most sense to get Daredevil back in the MCU. That's a great way to do it. It does totally make sense. Yeah. Captain America 4 has found its director in yeah, Julius, Julius Ona. Ona. Um, Julius Ona is a filmmaker who has made things uh, that don't fill me full of confidence. But you know what? We've been here before. Yeah. Um, the, he directed the Cloverfield the Paradox. Cloverfield yeah. Paradox, which no. everybody I think agrees is not good. It's not great. But I, OK, I will say this. He came out of that J.J. Abrams crew. 
you know, like he worked on several other things and they got that job. You can't blame a guy for taking a job to direct something that was you had a lot of buzz and whatnot. Was it great? I mean, yeah, no. I get it. Sometimes, like, look, right. Yes, yeah, sometimes you get hired it. for a thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I doubt that that Julius Ona was like, yes, I have a strong vision for the Cloverfield franchise. It's like, no, you got hired to do a thing. Right. And it wasn't terrible. It was fine at best. I will say that. It wasn't terrible. Yes. But, I mean, the good news is the film is still being written by the Winter Soldier uh, yeah. head writer, uh, Malcolm Spellman. Uh, so let's not, uh, we're not, not going to worry too much about it. As well as uh, Dalen Musan, who was a staff writer on The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So the movie's in good hands. Um, and then we've got uh, a bit of sad news that I know we'll probably talk about with Jim. Uh, so I am mentioning it here. Uh, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Kazuki Takahashi passed away. Well, he didn't pass away. He was found dead. Yeah, he drowned. At age 60, he died uh, while snorkeling. Um, yeah, found at sea is what they say, which Crazy. is just a brutal bummer. Right. But before we get into any of that, we've got a question of the week, courtesy of Wooly Toots via the Discord. Can you name a character or a villain that got their start uh, any character, so uh, superhero, supervillain, supporting character that got their start in one book, but then became synonymous as a character in another book, the pal or villain or whatever of another character. All right. So started in book A, but became more associated with book B. I'm got on. it? I dig it. Let's get into it with JD before he has to get out of here because he's, he's in a hurry today. So let's get him in and out. JD, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Good. You sound good today. Nice sound. Yeah. Listen to you. Well, yeah. I'm, today we're having uh, the celebration of life for my grandma. Oh, okay. A, he, good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah. Well, Joe's making jokes about it. <laughs> Listen, that's, sorry. Look, I didn't. I didn't know what direction we were going in here, and I thought I was making a joke about how you. Somebody were heard in Joe when he was very heavy. young, and I apologize for that. But what did you want to talk about today, JD? Um, actually, I want to talk about some comics. So uh, I'm getting caught up at the Lake House, and right. uh, so I'm f- finishing up the Beyond arc for Spider Man with the the Beyond Co. group of writers. Um, it was the one thing I that took me totally off out of left field on that, and it should have been a big giveaway with the Beyond Core, but I did not know we were getting a next wave reunion, which was fucking amazing. Yeah, that kind of <laughs> came out yeah, of nowhere, yeah. right? <laughs> I love that version of Machine Man too. I do too. You know, and, and then just to have Monica, like you know, Monica and him, and just kind of the the brief offside mentions, like you've been following. She goes, I keep track on all of you. Yeah. Tavis is off on some sex island with the, all the mutants. And, yeah. Well, the captain, that's the better island, left yeah. unsaid. And I'm like, he's still in the Marvel U. He's still canon. This is great. Yeah, he's still around there somewhere. I wish we had actually gotten a little bit more about him yeah. considering what they were after, you know, but whatever. It, it was still fun. I have a feeling yeah, really something will spin out of that a one shot or something, you know, because like. No, I doubt it, man. The I, Beyond Era is over. It yeah. is. They, I just they hope did, they, they did something else with next wave they did stuff to ben riley they ain't going back yeah i know i know, I know. I and it was really good so, though it was great and it washed the taste of that iron man 2020 machine man out of my mouth because yeah, where they like yeah, made yeah, him a yeah. full-on terrorist They're like i don't no come on no no 
And I, I will say that, I mean, one of the tragedies, maybe it's just my, you know, simping for Kelly Thompson, but, you know, I just feel like she didn't get enough credit for her contribution to the, to the Spider-Man books. I thought all of her issues were amazing. They were great. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's definitely, uh, Zeb Wells and Kelly Thompson were definitely the strongest, yeah. uh, contributors. Oh, wait, uh, Saladin Ahmed also was in there. Yeah, in the he was in there. Well, Saladin's, but Saladin is like firmly entrenched in Miles. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's and like I don't think he did a ton of it. Yeah, uh, but um, there was a there was another writer whose work was okay, but like Kelly Thompson and Zeb Wells's contributions were definitely the best. Yeah, um, I like I yeah, I'm with you. Kelly Thompson is, is phenomenal. I'm here to tell you. Uh, when the new Amazing Spider-Man by Zeb Wells hits the uh, lake house, mm. woo baby, it's good. It's good. It's really it's good. So good. We are four yeah, issues forward in? to it. Yeah, or fifth, the fifth issue just came out, right? Four, four, fourth issue fourth just issue came out came this out. week. So yeah, the first issue will um, probably be out in another couple weeks man, for me. It is fantastic. Well, they've been, I, I don't know. They, they've been coming out pretty quick, it seems, because next. Uh, uh, I feel like three and four came out only a couple weeks apart. I think they are still on an accelerated schedule. I think so. I think it's um, twice a month. But yeah, so like the next issue is issue 900, like the big oh, Spider-Man wow. 900. Okay, cool. Uh, so that's going to be like a spectacle and I can't wait. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, Kelly Thompson, yeah. man. Like I, yeah, I, I just wish that she – I just wish that she'd get a chance. Like yeah, she got to be a co-writer on Spider-Man, but I need her mm-hmm. to get a big name book. Right. I, right. Want, her, I want her on Daredevil. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I, I she mean, can't might. have Daredevil. Daredevil's busy right now. Yeah, Daredevil's <laughs> got a Chip Zdarsky thing going on right now. So, <laughs> but I mean, if, but if DC DC's eventually going to move him over, he's going to kick ass on Batman. And my dream is to get a, a Daredevil book written by Kelly Thompson, drawn by Rod Reese. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd be I I would, would be buy great. the hell out of that. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, a, a, a quick Chip Zdarsky side note: the first issue of his Batman. Uh, if you have been disillusioned with the current state of the Batman books, I'm here to tell you, everything is great. Yeah, it, it's very good. <laughs> I will say it was a little jarring almost because it was like so classic in nature. Yeah, like uh, it, it kind of. I liked it, was, it, but at first I was like, "Wow, <laughs> we're yeah, just going right back yes, to that." It, huh? <laughs> but it was just like it was. It was like it was like. T- it was like letting out a breath I'd been holding in for like four years. Yeah. I love that. Uh, it almost it felt was, like Chip Zdarsky was, was like, I, look, yeah. guys, I want this job. I love Batman. I have not read Batman for 15 years. Is that a problem? And they went, no, nope, it's, like, it's a huge mess. Hey, Don't worry. Yeah, about it. it's like, yeah, right. Like, just to make a joke, just to make a joke about, just to make a joke about what Mosaic said in the chat, uh, He's like, okay, yeah, it's been a long time. Tim Drake's still Robin, right? Like the the Robin, and they were like, yeah, uh huh, sure, Tim. <laughs> and then yeah, he, and so Tim Drake is all up in, like he is just full on partners yeah. with anything it's, major it's, happened with his character recently? Like, no, nah. <laughs> you just just uh, go ahead. I mean, actually, they do, they yeah, do, they reference, do, they do, uh, but yeah, yeah um, but no, it, two thumbs way way up for Chip's first issue of Batman. Very very excited. Yeah, cool. I did. Like um, it. So- Lastly, I wanted to comment on something I just heard on your regular show. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just going to provide a counterpoint to an opinion you guys shared, which is, um, I like Spooky Black Ops Beast. Okay. And I think it is a sign of one of the things that I really like about, especially this era of X Men in general, which is, it falls in line with like Kate Pride 
and things like that, which is we're getting to see characters actually grow yeah. and change and not just be what we liked in 86. I don't disagree. You know, or or 93. Fair. And so, and, and if you look at everything beast has been through someone who was that happy go lucky that has that much shit heaped on him, he's going to snap. I, okay. I don't disagree. There's growth there and there's change. I just don't know that it is the type of growth that I want for that character. Or I'm willing at this point for him to go have a, what the hell have I done kind of moment. And yeah, you know, maybe he breaks down and then he goes back yeah. to like, I'm going to try and be a nice guy again. Cause it's just, well, it's just gotten kind of ridiculous. Well, and I think a good writer could use that growth, you yeah. know, cause this is growth in a, in a negative direction. I yes. definitely agree with it. And it's, it's absolutely not sustainable. We yeah. cannot have beast as an ongoing villain. Right. I mean, he's going to be worse him. than sinister soon here, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. But because he has that potential for redemption. Yeah. That is a, that is, that is a ripe, low-hanging story fruit yes in my opinion and he doesn't have to go directly back to you know the bouncing stars and garters beast i just miss the nice guy that's all mm-hmm. i'm saying and i would like to see him be nice again yeah oh even, yeah even i would like to see him nice, do that too you know? but <laughs> seeing that he had the potential and he has the capacity to be this conniving makes absolute sense with what he's been through yeah. and yes. his reaction to all of that. And the fact that he's finally gotten the one thing that he wants and he's going to hang on to it at anyone's expense. I don't disagree. And I will say, I think they've handled his character change better than they handled Cyclops when he went evil. Cause it was just like, yeah, yeah. Scott's bad. Now Scott's a terrorist. Scott's the well, Phoenix. I mean, Scott killed Professor just, X. <laughs> like, that, is, that is the thing though. Right. Is that, if you if you look back at that era and you ask that character or those characters, because it wasn't just Scott, it was no. Scott and Magic and Emma right. and Magnia, like they don't think they went evil. They thought they were yeah. doing the right thing. Now, like yes, Scott got possessed by the Phoenix and killed his dad, but you know yeah. his surrogate dad. But you whatever, Scott got possessed um, by Thor's mom and killed his surrogate dad. Yeah, Thor's mom, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, see, and you know what. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that because, no, I don't want to talk about it. Um, But, uh, yeah, like, they don't think they were evil, just like the Beast doesn't think he's evil. No, 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 no. That's the difference that I will argue with you. Beast knows exactly how bad he is. Yeah, I think Beast knows. He knows that he's doing bad things for the greater good, but, like— but he, but he's almost to the point of like I will create a better world that I don't deserve to be in. Yeah. Okay. Remember that moment yeah, in I, the Battlestar you know Galactica and I do, series? I do think that that is compelling. That that idea is compelling. Sure. I just don't know if I like it for the beast. Remember that oh, moment yeah. in um, Battlestar Galactica where the guy that was Adama's like le- you know right hand man, the older guy, bald dude, it like Colonel Ty. Yeah. He admits he's like, yeah, I gotta be the demon. I got to be the bad guy. He was yeah. like, we are the bastard sometimes. So you don't have to be. You exactly. need that's, that bastard. That's kind of what beast is. That's now, the beast is, right now. Now this is a continuity question I have, which is interesting, which is has beast been resurrected yet? We no, I don't think he's died and been resurrected. I don't think we've seen that yet. You know, that I, would be an interesting I, story. Not, I have not read every issue of X Force. It is possible right. he died in X Force. I don't think well, he, has. he never leaves the island. Yeah, he never leaves the island. Yeah. I, well, I thought that maybe he did go on a couple of missions, but and he's maybe still, not. And he's I don't still think so. in his like what third or fourth 
a mutation too. Yeah. I just think it would be really compelling to have him go through the resurrection protocols and come back that bouncing blue beast. Totally. No, have that <laughs> be a story point. I would love it. And then have him like mad at what he's lost. Yeah. That is an interesting uh thing to discuss. Not really a question, but like if you are a mutant mm-hmm. um whose powers have done something. So the beast. Um yeah. The fur is not really part of his mutation. Right. The fur is his mutation is is his mutation like run amok because yeah. of something he did. Right. 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 He, he invented like I've invented an elixir. It's the it's the I've distilled the mutant gene or whatever it was yeah, he, yeah. he did. And then when the when the corporate saboteurs came in to steal it, he's like, nope. The only way out is the bouncing boy, and he drank it. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it happens a lot. <laughs> it does happen a lot. Yeah. And uh, a and, human bomb. That same story. <laughs> you know, I was like, sorry, <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> it's like um, there's nothing about the beast's standard mutation that would cause him to be that way. So when he's right, resurrected, yeah. he would have to say, you yeah, know, he, he would, would have to, have he to would have to choice. have it in his living will or whatever, yeah. right? Like when the five bring me back, I need Proteus to like magic me into right. that body. Well, that's or like, I mean, he just come back as he just come back as Gorilla Beat, like right. as well, hairless that's, Gorilla that's like Beat. Kid Omega, Kid Omega put it in his resurrection protocols that they make his hair genetically pink and they yeah. take away his I like uh, to refer to his, his vision problems. Problem, yeah, resurrection. <laughs> well, and like Omega Red, like better. when they resurrected him, they they brought him back without the control unit thing that yeah. which is a brilliant idea by the way. You know, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like they keep making well, uh, the word the bigger I, dinosaur in Jurassic Park. Would, it's like that was just a, <laughs> more murdering. <laughs> you know? uh, I was just reading I I've been catching up on Sword because hmm. I'm on an X-Men catch up kick yeah i need to get on and that. uh you know sword it, sword sword is okay it's fine it's not my favorite al ewing thing mm-hmm. um but uh whiz kid who is the character in the wheelchair right yeah um there's nothing about his power that it requires him to be disabled right but um when they brought him back he was like look this is all i know and they like he came ba- like he came back disabled okay. wheelchair bound yeah which i think is i think is a is an interesting way to kind of skirt the idea of like you can't have representation and then take right. it away even if it's even if the intentions are good right right right, right. Yeah. like yeah. this character came back from the dead his body is healed it's like well that's great but right now we're short one character in a wheelchair <laughs> right yeah exactly you know and and so but i like we i really, I really one like the idea yeah sadly i really like the I, I really like the idea that there are mutants out there that are like no i like the way i i like what yeah. i became i want you right. to make me the way right. i became not the way i was you know born or jd whatever. we exactly. got to keep rolling because we got a bunch of people in line but it's very good to talk right. to you uh enjoy your your day sir Thank you. All right. Talk bye, to you buddy. Later. Uh, yeah. Coincidentally, the I would really, I would really love to uh, have like a roundtable discussion of that that X Men philosophy talk at some point. I'm yeah, not oh, sure why, but it would be fun. That'd be super rad. Coincidentally, uh, the kid in the wheelchair from the Burger King Kids Club was also named Wiz Kid and was also it's a true. genius. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that, I don't know. that's true. It's like kind of a stereotype. He's like, was a really smart wheelchair kid. Here he comes. I, I, I have to think, do you think that Wizkid 
from Marvel predates him because they were both 80s. I doubt it. I I think the Burger King Kids Club's probably older. I I I hate that they were like, yeah, I'm sure Burger King ripped it off. It's just a dumb idea. Damon, how are you? I don't want to talk well, I about mean, it. I, I certainly they didn't, <laughs> certainly they didn't rip it off. But uh, I, listen, I used to love having all those Happy Meals or whatever the whatever the Burger King Kids Meals, whatever those oh, yeah. things. I used oh, to yeah. get all the toys for all that. I think I had a Whiz Kid thing. It was just like a uh, like a sketchbook or something. Yeah, whatever. That was a long time ago <laughs> anyway uh, the you burger guys? king kids club debuted in 1990 and Wizkid from marvel fallen angels was like eight, the 80s right yeah the Exterminate yeah like mid-80s oh geez that's oh, crazy i had no idea he right. predates oh, the burger king kids club by at least you know three four years hey just a programming <laughs> note to everybody that is in the disc or that is in the zoom with us love that you're here we will talk to you if you're just hanging out and you want to chat you got to do that over in the Discord. That's where we're chatting and dropping oh, notes and the stuff. Specifically, the voice channel for Cover to Cover, where you can watch and chat with us. For all you clown burgers that are in there, uh, Demetrius, General Pancakes, Mark Stern, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> Raise your damn hands. If they Don't want to talk. Cowards. Maybe they're just hanging uh, out. Leave them alone. Damon. Don't be cowards. What do you want to talk about today? You've been here long <laughs> enough. Don't be cowards. <laughs> all right. Well, let me just jump in real quick into my answer to the question of the week. Mm -hmm. um, in, immediately when that question popped up, the only thing that came to my mind was Wolverine and the Hulk. And then okay. it kind of became uh, next. <laughs> good one. Good one. Yeah. How did I not that even was. think of that one? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, when, he was only he, in those two issues, you that's know, still Correct. like the biggest one though. <laughs> he like yeah. appeared he there the and cover. then bang, you know, <laughs> one thing I, I loved about that, the era of Wolverine was that if I remember, he didn't even have, um, like the claws were, were, they were fake. They were just like gloves that had claws pop out of them. I think it was revealed at one point. Well, so. I don't, we didn't really know. Like they definitely changed stuff with the character afterwards because mm -hmm. he was he was just like a scrappy dude with knife hands, yeah, you know, or like much. whatever. Yeah, not, like, no healing factor or whatever. So yeah. like, oh my god, he's gonna scratch up a Hulk real bad. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Bad. He's <laughs> gonna poke him in the eyeball. <laughs> you know? Oh Jesus, playing <laughs> yeah. dirty anyway. But yeah, but other than that, I'll be catching up on various uh, television shows I've neglected because I just started Stranger Things <laughs> and I'm on like episode three and it's been. Uh, it's been good. Very good. It's good. It's uh, very, very yeah. You've only got about 12 yeah. hours of programming ahead of you. So. Yeah, They're so the long. Part. The episodes are long this yeah. season. Oh, yeah. Like, over an hour, I, I see. Which, most like, to me, like, they've, to me, they still, like, flew by because I was so <laughs> into it. Yeah. No, I'm on episode four, and I'm going to probably marathon when I when I finish up some things uh, in the neighborhood later. But, but yeah. Um, and then, of course, what I really want to talk about was The Boy. Holy moly. Man. <laughs> that show. Jensen is friggin' Eccles. Amazing. All right. Please. Uh, yes. Matt, again, it's Ackles with an A. Ackles. Jensen with an e. Ackles. Whatever. I keep thinking I'm tired it's E-C-K. Jensen Ackles oh. doing Blondie. <laughs> please. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, please. Lord. Please, no spoilers oh. for the finale. I'm not done No, yet. I'm not. I'm not going to yeah, do the finale. I'm just, the no, one I, the episode I, like, where it's. I've, I've seen all the way up to like to the first half hour of the finale. They're doing the just, 80s flashback and Ackles is yes. doing the rap from Blondie's oh Rapture. Right. You know, I actually totally forgot that was. that. Those are the lyrics. I'm like, holy shit, those, that, those are the lyrics. Yes, <laughs> those like, are <laughs> the lyrics. Somebody else, I, somebody else I talked to, they're like, that's not the, like, they're just 
Clooney. I'm like, no, dude, go read those rap. Because Debbie Harry's like, I'm gonna write a rap now. Yep. And she just like wrote some stuff that Whatever. totally rhymes. And here <laughs> it goes. Words. It's all over the place. You know, like, wow. Something about, oh, yeah, like, yeah, maybe um, you should have a little food Mars. instead of cocaine today, Debbie. You know, I, and we I can talk so. about this. <laughs> yeah, I saw the original video too, and it was it was a trip. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but the entire season though. I mean, it, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wait, wait. Here, so here we go. Here we go. Oh, uh, this is my impression of Soldier Boy uh, rapping to Rapture by Blondie. <laughs> Fab Five Freddy told me everybody's fly. <laughs> DJ spinning. I said, my, my. Flash is fast. Flash is cool. Francois say, pa, Flash ain't no dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's doing like this, like crooner, like almost William Shatner type thing. Dude with the like rocket man. Voice. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so good. Holy so no, good. It was perfect. And that's the one thing we'll say about his portrayal of Soldier Boy. It's like, I mean, let's not care. It is bizarro Captain America, like yeah. this version that they did, which is fantastic because yeah. he does sound like this older guy who's just kind of like, you know, like that. he has all this really bad vernacular he probably shouldn't be using yeah. <laughs> in the modern times. It was like that but commercial where like, dads boomer. just love being with their babies. And you see him looking yeah, at the TV like, like, what whoa. the hell? <laughs> yeah, he's not progressive. He's not, he's not progressive even in the slightest, nor does he yeah. have to be. <laughs> he's John Wayne. I mean, he's, he's yeah. Captain America, John Wayne, and Bucky all rolled into one story, basically. Oh, yeah. Know? You, you take oh. all the toxic traits of whatever happened in those era and you just stick him in a soldier boy and there you go but no it, but yeah but no but you know overall though i mean the season it reminds me that why i think the series has just transcended even the original comic book because it just it just flows so well there's the characters have so much better development than they ever did in yeah. the comic books no definitely right, right. i don't have any yeah. problems with any of the changes they've made on the show because just like you said it's flowing so well it's just mm -hmm. working and it's so much better. And I, oh, it's been so good. And like, yeah, man, dude that plays uh, Homelander. I mean, like, oh, I get it. He's the he bad guy. He is a he nightmare is. person. But that dude, he, you, he needs an award for this. He's so he does. good in the role. <laughs> it's just Especially fantastic. like when he switches. I mean, oh, look, he's a complete sociopath. I mean, yeah. that's been established. But it is weird when you see him in those moments of vulnerability because the weird part is it is genuine. Yeah. But it's also terrifying. Yeah. Like, when he's talking to himself in the mirror and it's like, yeah. it's like him, it's like super dude talking to a little boy. And he's like, what if they don't mm -hmm. like me? You know, like shit. Like, yeah. like oh my god yeah. he's just like they, us they, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no. No. <laughs> i mean that is the dissociative disorder that is uh yeah oh. that, that's the other side of like the moon knights <laughs> joke except this one is like this guy could actually take out the world <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so, yeah oh yeah. it's uh, yeah it, uh, that show i i mean man i don't know i that show is so good and for some reason i couldn't stick with the comic uh huh. I, I, but there's, I feel you. There's something about the show, which is just as outrageous. In fact, it's almost it almost feels more outrageous because you're actually seeing it. I'm gonna say a little yes. more so, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, yep. But I just maybe it's just it's just because it feels like there's more heart to it and less Garth Ennis yeah. cynicism. Shock. The, the Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis has this thing about him in most of his books that I've discovered, or just my opinions. He he does not like to um, 
portray like you know the typical superheroics yeah. and all that stuff. He hates he having hates happy ends. Yeah, but he hates happy end in general. So there's this general cynicism where everyone is f-ed up, and he he does that. I guess it's okay in certain books. Um, like I guess the boys, even some of the characters in the boys, I guess it kind of worked with. Like with you know totally. Huey, everybody's broken. Yeah, but the one thing that let's not kid ourselves, Garth Ennis is 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 known for is just his shock value and. Yeah. He'll do it in every book he does. It has to have the gore. It has to have like the super graphic things that you know pushing the the envelope. Um, and the boys series does have that the, the Amazon series, but it's done in a way that kind of makes sense. Yes, and it, it pushes things forward as opposed to Garth Ennis. Like it's just like okay, here we go. We oh here's a here's a penis. Oh my god, this guy's face just got ripped off. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's just like there were a lot of dicks in actually in, in the, the Garth yeah. Ennis book. The uh, penis uh, would rip his face off. So you know. Incorrect. Hey, you know what? That that was that was a possibility yes. on the show as well. If you, if you know, you know. Oh yeah, a, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but um, interpretation of a certain character. Right. Uh, I hope yeah, he's okay. Just, by the way. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, such a good show, such a good show, and I can't believe like three seasons in, like the shtick is not like old. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, I, like thing. I still really love it. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm still very invested in what's going on with the characters and the ongoing like plot to take down Vought, oh, and yes. yeah. um, and like the relationship between Huey and and Starlight and mm-hmm. Frenchie and um, what Kimiko and yeah Kimiko Kimiko, or, yeah. yeah the female uh, and, yeah. like uh, the female right um yeah. like I, they're so cute those two yeah and it's oh god yeah it's it's got a, it's got some genuine emotion behind it that is not usually present in projects like this from Garth Ennis yeah but, but um, it's also and this is not to say that you can't do that in comics but when you can inject some music and you can inject some yes. like moments and stuff like that that certainly helps <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, no, that's hard to do yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah, comics for right? sure for sure damon yeah, we're yeah. gonna keep I, rolling it is yep. good to talk to you though brother yep take care guys bye adios damon frankie uh look i guilted i, I guilted demetrius into putting his hand up i know you did <laughs> like, and we don't yeah. need to do that to people all right we need to let them feel but, but welcome i did here. it he's hey, frank there you are franklin how are you buddy all right, I'm good. Can you, my, how's my like my uh, sound quality? Because I'm on a head, set of headphones. It's not Shitty. the best, but you know we can understand <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. Yeah, we can. Yeah, I'm down. It's, it's like you're I'm, just talking on a phone, is all. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm down on Long Island. I'm, I'm going to my nephew's uh, graduation uh, party. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah. So um, I have no answer this week. Okay. Because couldn't think of one. But anyway, yeah. Um, I just want to mention. One thing before I launch into Star Trek, because the guitar solo in Stranger Things yeah. was one of the most epic <laughs> things I have ever It was seen. fantastic. Yeah, it was. I loved it. I was like, this is, I was like giddy watching it. I was like just giggling and stuff. Yeah. It was and so good. Now, okay, to say that like, I don't know, maybe Eddie is a guitar wizard. I don't know. Or maybe he's picturing that's what it sounds like in his head or whatever. And, but like just to whip out Master of Puppets, you know, <laughs> on your own and like, that's, that was, that's difficult. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, yeah. That was, that was well, and, and like, I saw a behind the scenes video where the uh, the interviewer was it a behind the scenes video or was he on like Jimmy Fallon or something? Um, 
But the interviewer asked him, like, how much of that was you actually playing the guitar? And he's like, all of yeah. it. No. I'm like, uh, no, it was not. None of it was. It's the yeah. actual song. <laughs> At a certain yeah, point, it kicked song. into the actual studio <laughs> version of Master of Puppets. Yeah. And, you didn't, and if you don't think I noticed, you're fooling yourselves. Right. Um, but, I mean, I do believe, I do believe that he can. I do believe that he did play the guitar. And yeah. maybe he did. Maybe he did that opening, like maybe a little yeah, yeah. bit of it. Maybe uh, you know. Okay, that I'll say this. So good. Back in the day, when you used to go to the guitar shop or whatever, right? The, and if you walked in and somebody was shredding that part, the whole shop would have walked over and been like, "Whoa!" <laughs> you know? wow. Like that's not an easy part to just whip out. Is yeah. What I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't play guitar, so I, I'm impressed by anyone who play. I play so a lot of. I, I used to play a lot of Guitar Hero. Ah, there you go. Um, I'm a nose flute man myself. But let's talk <laughs> Star Trek, shall we? <laughs> yeah, now, are we, okay, so, All right, so oh, real, 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 okay, real, real quick great. before we move on. Um, yeah. I think it is I think it is so wonderful like uh this this kind of bump. These artists are getting a huge bump. Like Metallica oh, has yeah. always been. Oh, poor Metallica. Metallica. Has I, just, been, I hope Metallica's doing okay. Shut up. <laughs> Metallica, like Metallica has always been Metallica, right? But Kate Bush, like, uh, who's, like nobody's charting. Kate Bush is not charting anywhere in 2022. Right. But like Master of Puppets has not been in the top 10 in 40 years. And yeah. like all of a sudden they're like, yeah, they're on the bill. They're yeah. in the billboard, it's, like hot 100 or whatever. Shows you how dumb um, all these lemmings are. Some of us like right? appreciate Metallica oh, for years it. and years and years. Good and Lord. by the way, Look, Kate people- Bush's best song is Hounds of Love. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I, I you it. don't have to well, keep. I, it doesn't matter. It I, doesn't matter. Uh, Stately Lord Fungus said it on Twitter. What do I care if somebody just discovers Metallica now? Who cares? Well, yeah. welcome to the fold. Discover you know, the whatever. good Metallica, yeah. please. Don't go for anything right. post Black Album. Just can you please I, just I, can you please just stop yourself, <laughs> Frank? I, Star been, Trek. I, I'll just say that I've been a fan of Kate Bush for over thirty years, so I was like so delighted to hear that 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 she was that she's like charting again, yeah, and that she broke a record. It's amazing. But yeah. let's get the start. Oh, I want, I want like, to talk uh, about re- last word on this. <laughs> Joe, sorry, uh, Mosaic fan art points out uh, correctly. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. Uh, hit number one when Wayne's World came out, and right, right, right. people had forgotten about that song. It was like an oddity. <laughs> I, it was still on wow. classic rock radio. Plenty. It was not yeah. an oddity. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it, just, kind of an oddity. it got more like, attention. That's all. So. But like it, be, but it came back. It, like it became a huge pop culture touchstone. Can in, we please in, talk in, about Star Trek out. now? And yeah, let's, let's now, now real quick. So, do we want to up? spoil what happened? Like yes, yes. Okay, Spoiler we have a new friggin' Captain Kirk. <laughs> we got a new uh, Kirk. We knew that. He, he had that. already we been. Knew that was coming. Yeah, well, he, I, we knew I that was coming. About, I want to talk about Hammer for a second. Okay, because yeah. I, I've heard a couple of things. That one of the things that I heard was that they brought him on the show to die. Yeah, he didn't start filming until like halfway through the series, and they kind of like backfilled his scenes. And in and post, so like, so it appeared that he'd been on the show since the beginning. Okay, I didn't so know his that. Character, yeah, no, his character was like destined to die because they and they, but now that they've created this amazing character and then killed him off, we're all like, "Are you kidding me?" I know. Like <laughs> this guy was great. 
He but was like anyway, my, you know, he was like my to, favorite. <laughs> yeah, he was fantastic. Um, but but that's I did hear that a couple in a couple places. That's pretty interesting. He, if if that's true, yeah, yeah that's that's pretty yeah. fun. It, uh, the the guy Bruce, uh, I can't remember his last name, but he he gave an interview and he said he didn't start till halfway through the show. I huh. think it's uh, Bruce Valanche. Yes, it's, it's Bruce, Bruce Valanche. Bruce Valanche. Yes. I'm just glad he's still working. Well, look, I just like I I instantly placed all three of us in the old folks home by invoking the name Bruce Valanche. So you really good at that. This this episode was Balance of Terror. I mentioned Balance of Terror last week, and this episode was straight up Balance of Terror. They put Pike in the position of Kirk, and because we see how poorly it goes with you know when he changes the timeline. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed seeing about this show was that I, I'm, I'm a nerd for costuming. So that monster maroon, when Pike shows up at the end, yes, in the beginning, the, and he's wearing um, that Star Trek two motion picture. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was, it was a good looking uniform. It looked great. Um, it was a little different, but it looked, it looked authentically, um, right to the movies and stuff. Right now, the the one of the things that was really cool about this episode, if you watch it closely and then you watch Balance of Terror, you can see they actually use similar lighting effects. Like the, like a lot of times you'd see light across Kirk's eyes when right. making a tough decision. They did the same thing with Pike. That's so um, cool. <laughs> I like that. He's freaking it was nerds, nerds I man. I love it. <laughs> I know. Um, now the thing about Kirk, the guy's good. He he's gonna have to grow into that part. Well, sure. Okay, because you you can't. I mean, look, like Chris Pine aside, William Shatner is Kirk created created the part. Absolutely. And, and if you just go in there and do a William Shatner impression of Kirk, and you're you're not doing the character justice. Right. I well, and Chris I felt Pine, like he yeah. barely. I felt like he was barely even trying. He didn't. He didn't. Like, uh, not that he wasn't decent, but like to me, he right. didn't really feel like he was trying to be Kirk. No, I didn't get that either. And a lot of what I read was people yeah, are like, he's just aping William Shatner. He's exactly. He wasn't at all. I didn't think so, so either. I thought Chris Pine did that way more than this yeah. actor did. And yeah, like, that's, that's, look at Ethan Peck as Spock. Like, he's not doing an impersonation at all. No. He's just like speaking like a Vulcan would speak, and his hair is a certain way, and he's Spock, and it right. works. And I love it. It's great. And now. He- grows into it yeah what, if we, if you look at bones like in well, the jj yeah, yeah, abrams I, I, movies I, I that was think, different i do think you know? yes yeah. uh, that was a direct but, forest right. kelly impersonation and true. it was hilarious <laughs> uh, right. I, I do think i do think that ethan peck is like doing a spock he's not doing a leonard nimoy yeah spock. He, that's what i'm saying he's not doing because nimoy. like it was this episode i'm pretty sure where he gave the vulcan eyebrow Sure. And yeah. uh, I was just like, it, like it was, I cackled. I was like, that is perfect. <laughs> so well it, done. It, it was shot for shot. If you watch, go, go and watch that uh, episode, uh, Balance of Pat, Balance of Terror, and then watch this episode. I'm going to have to do is that. Shot for shot. You know, one of the things I, I finished the episode and I was like, oh, I can't believe there's no other Star Trek. And now I'm like, I'm going to go back and start watching the whole thing all over again. Yeah. I, it was so. That's crazy. Overall, That's crazy. This, I, I'm going to have to watch that. Uh, I love it. I love it. Though. Overall, this season has been, I think, personally, one of my favorite seasons of Trek in the entire history of Trek. You know, it's just every episode was good. Every episode was good to great, actually. You know, there were no clunkers yeah. on the entire I don't disagree. Even the one where I where I thought, oh, this one was just okay. Like, 
it's still a great episode of Star Trek. It's the just story, like, the storybook yeah. episode or that one. Uh, the storybook no, episode I actually really liked. Uh, I think I it was the one, one the before kid. the storybook episode. Okay. Um, the one, but, uh, the one with the kid. Yeah, the oh, the one yeah. with the kid and the peace treaty or whatever uh, on the yeah. planet. And I was just like, eh. But it was still a great episode of Star Trek. It, it shows me two things: the DNA of Star Trek is immortal, right? You could plug sure. that in. It, mm-hmm. Like you could bring that back at any time with modern sensibilities. And if it feels right. like Star Trek, it's going to be great. The second is that there is just something about the Enterprise. Yes. Yeah. Something about the Enterprise the, the and and a, a, a bridge crew. Like Discovery, Discovery has a ship, and I like the Discovery crew. It's great, and it's fun. But the second yeah. the Enterprise showed up, I was just like... Oh, yeah. Well, and, and just like, oh, beside myself. Right, and just the opening you know, with yeah. the lights coming on and everything. Yeah. And like, oh, I love hey, the opening. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's great. It's like the music cues are perfect. Yeah. Like when Kirk yep. when Kirk stepped off the transporter mm-hmm. and it, and we got a little bit of that Alexander Courage. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, fuck, yeah, f- yes. Yeah, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Damn, um, the, they're doing everything right. And one of the things about Star Trek that I always loved is you can make a comedy show. You could make a, a romance. You could make a drama. You could make yes. a horror. You know, it's like you can do. You can all make these a kids show. You right. can make. You, yeah. you can do lower decks. You can yes. do prodigy. You can do it can yeah. be anything. You can do no, all the stuff this, that you can't do in Star Wars. <laughs> right. Well, well, you know, let's. Uh, Listen, Star Wars is another topic for discussion. We'll. Uh, Star Wars we'll is now. good. Now. Star Wars is good for exactly two things: westerns. And yeah. space opera. Yeah, That's Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars yeah. is bowling with you know like the cushions in the gutter, so you can only roll the ball down and maybe hit some pins. There you go. Well, you know, like that's all we do here. <laughs> you might hit pins on the left hand side. You might hit pins on the right hand. Frank, side. we got to keep rolling yeah. here, man. But right, man. good to talk to you, and all you're right, sounding yeah. much better, brother. Always good yeah, to talk Frank, to you. Glad, glad you're on the mend. Glad things are going the right direction. All right, you bullied Demetrius, so let's let this poor guy talk. Demetrius, I'm yes. sorry about Joe. I don't know why he's like this. Can you? Do you want to unmute? I asked to unmute you. Demetrius, he might be unmute. having a little trouble unmuting, or maybe he stepped away. So let's go to Harvey for a minute here. No, no, oh no, 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 I got him! No, I got no, him! No. I got him! Hey, 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 don't do me like that! <laughs> <laughs> and, and first of all, Joe, <laughs> sir, there is no punks in Detroit. No, hey, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not afraid to hold my hand. <laughs> First off, long time, long, long, long time listener. Yes, sir. Welcome yeah, aboard, uh, by the uh, way, Demetrius. I don't man, think we've talked. You guys to you. are my favorite couple. Oh, you stop Thank that. You guys hey. um, but, you know uh, what? We had some rocky times, but we made a we found a way to make it work. <laughs> yeah. This week was my favorite week on TV and my saddest. Oh, okay. Why the, let's start with favorite. Start with your favorite. Why? Because the boys season finale was out cold. Okay. Yes, it was. Okay. Um, um, um the Star Trek. Alcove. Yeah. My two favorite shows on TV right now. Easily. Yeah. And now I got to wait a whole nother year for them to come back on. I know. That's the part that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got a tidal wave of shit, too. Like, all of a sudden, they were like, Netflix is firing all cylinders. And like, you got to watch Star Trek. You got the Umbrella Academy's back. All this stuff. And now it's like, all right, burn through it. And I feel yeah, like I'm we like. We all burn through it. Yeah. And now it's. Terrible. Now I'm hungover, like the yeah. morning after, and I'm sweaty, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I, I don't. Like, I, I, you know, we can. We can. We don't need to bring up how everybody felt about Obi-Wan. I know some of us liked it, some of us didn't. But, um, the idea that like they're just chasing 
like chasing one series one right after the other is great in the moment, but it sucks when you get to the end of it all and you're like, well, now what? Right. Man. You know, I got to wait. How long do I have to wait for the Mandalorian to come back? Like what? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, just a general thought on Thor and Thunder. Yeah. Uh, Love and Thunder. Yeah. yeah. No, um, no spoilers. We're keeping it real general. No, no, no. Boo. Mm. Oh, yeah. You right. weren't. Okay. Look, I, I, here's what I'm going to say about it. I liked it. Right. I liked it. I couldn't help. And I fell victim to the same thing that I think a lot of reviewers fell victim to where we were like, well, Ragnarok was so friggin' great. And like, there's moments of this that are definitely great that I definitely had fun with. But when it was all said and done, I definitely walked out going, you know what? Yeah. Ragnarok is still better. This is good. All right. Oh yeah. Ragnarok is definitely better. Um, so, uh, this is what, this is what I said, uh, in the, uh, nerd TV on film channel. Um, I liked it a lot, but I do think a lot of the criticisms are fair. Uh, there were a few points where it crossed over from being funny to being silly or goofy. Yeah. And that did not quite work as well for me in terms of the tone. Um, I did absolutely love the ending and the mid credits scene, uh, has me very, very excited. If you know, you know, uh, we will not, we'll say no more about it, but, um, yeah, I, I think that like. It's like Marvel. Uh, Kurt Busiek said this on Twitter. Um, a, a little bit of salt can really add flavor to a steak. Yeah. Uh, too much salt, and it will taste less good. A pile of salt with some bits of meat in it is <laughs> inedible. Right. Right. And right. that's kind of the problem with Thor: Love and Thunder. And I don't. I think that's going a little far. I don't think it was inedible. No. But um. But I think that like Taika Waititi got the note from Marvel. It's like we loved what you did with Ragnarok. Please give us more the more of that. And instead of just delivering another different Ragnarok type story. He's just like, Oh, you want it to be louder. Right. Right. Instead of delivering another great song, he just turned the volume way up and that did not work at uh, every point of the movie, especially when I'm supposed to really be terrified by gore. Well, not just that. No, go ahead, Demetrius. Sorry. I seen the Van Damme split. I was like, oh my God, no. See, now that I like, that I was giggling. And and like, (laughs) I'm okay with that moment because I can see Thor doing something that stupid. Like, I I am fine. I am fine with goofy stuff when the scene calls for it. But but the the jokes were undercutting even the serious moments. And it was a little too much. That's what I'm saying. When you pile all the jokes up, and one of the main focuses of the story is Jane's art. The fan dance. And like what right. happens to Jane? Like that should be a big like moment. Like, and it is. Yeah. But there's so much humor leading up to it that it's like, oh, and we're dealing with this now. And it's sad. You know, like uh, uh, I, okay. I will say this, though. I like I did I, every time, every time uh you hear Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder scream. Uh, I, I, I friggin' loved it. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, Demetrius, uh, sorry, I don't mean to like uh, steamroll over your thoughts, uh, being that I kind of forced you to get on. I, 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 I'm sorry, there are no you puns. Me out. Wait, you I'm sorry. Me out. I called sorry. you out. I called you out and you answered the call and I appreciate that. There you go. Um, 
but yeah, I, like I agree, it had its problems for sure. Ragnarok better, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, before I leave, you guys haven't been on for a minute. Uh, what's your thought on the Ezra Miller thing? Ezra Miller. Okay, you know what, Demetrius, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you so we can keep moving and we'll talk about this. But it is good to talk to you, my man. All right. You too, man. All right, you I'm get back in here. You guys off. And I won't bully right, you sir. because I've messed with punks in Detroit hey, and look, I got the crap I, kicked out of me. So I know what it's, it's like. He knows it's out of love. <laughs> he knows it's out of love. By so Demetrius. Ezra Ezra Miller. So okay, you can't make this Flash movie with him. You can't. Um, well, the thing is that the Flash movie is already made. Is it? Is the problem? Is it fully finished? Matt, consider how late it is. Like it might not be finished, I but don't it's think it's, done. it's like it's shot. It's done. And I don't think I don't you you can't bring it to screens now. I don't. I think I, I I simultaneously don't know how they can and don't know how they can afford not to. I, see, that's just it. Um, well, I, first the, of all, the, we don't know so, how much is done or how much was being reshot. So who knows? The, the question they have the spent question, a bunch of money. That's for certain. The question is this: um, What will cost Warner Brothers more? Right. Uh, eating that two hundred million dollar. Like who? Who knows? Like what if it costs as much as it, as Justice League to make? Yeah. Who knows? You know? Because they got Michael Keaton. There's a Supergirl in there. Like they, it, it could be a three hundred million dollar movie. Is that? Uh, is that worth the? Is that worth the PR hit they will take right. putting the movie out? Well, and more to it, I mean, you also have, so they just got bought again, right? You have a new parent company, Discovery. Yes, by Discovery. And the people to Discovery are like, hey, we think we do want everything to be a little closer and tied in like what Marvel's doing. Should we talk about this? I mean, maybe this is the time to talk about that and rework it. I don't know. But you can't bring this movie to the screen. With with this dude, uh, with what he's done, like, have they even found him? Is he still missing? I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, I think he's still uh, so, running so, around so with this before, kid. Before we get too much into the business talk, uh, to answer Demetrius's actual question, not, where do I stand on the Ezra Miller thing? Ezra Miller is a gross criminal, and he should never work in Hollywood again. Um, I, yeah. Like, it's it's clear that he is, he's... I feel that he's got uh, I, I, I don't know this for sure, but I suspect that he has a bunch of undiagnosed or untreated uh, drug and mental health issues. No, you don't think um, so. <laughs> and, well, you know, and uh, I'm sorry, I keep calling him. I keep calling him. He he is non-binary. It's, it's they them. So I apologize. But um, I, I think that they have um, a number of problems and uh, you can't you can't. You can't capitalize on that. You know what I mean? Of course, like yeah. It, it's, it's, it's weird, and it's a bad situation for everybody involved. And, of course, the safety of the children. And I don't think it's just a child. I think it's children and also a, an adult, and there's guns, and it's weird. Yeah. Well, okay, so um, beyond, beyond that even, I'm just going to say, I, and I've been on record, I don't care about his Flash, and I don't care if I see this Flash movie. And I think this is a legit chance for DC to maybe reset some stuff and do right. Uh, and the only thing that makes me think that they can re that they can get this flash movie put out, that they can salvage this flash movie is that, um, and I know it's different. I know that, that he wasn't the star necessarily, but when Kevin Spacey, uh, the allegations about Kevin Spacey came out, um, they replaced Kevin Spacey in the entire movie with Christopher Plummer. Right. Uh, and they did the same thing with that comedian, Chris D'Elia. 
uh, in um, well, in Johnny Depp in Fantastic in, Beasts, we got a whole new actor and just said, well, that's that's just a recasting, right? But like they actually went into oh, a movie yeah. that was already made. Gotcha. Uh, Tig Notaro in that Zack Snyder zombie movie. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it was called. Who cares? Um, not Army <laughs> of the Dead. I mean, it was a fun movie, but it, like uh, Batista was in it. It's great. I did not um, like it. But uh, like they they replaced Chris D'Elia with Tig Notaro the whole movie. And it's like so they could do it, but I think it would be very costly because he's the they Ezra Miller is the star of that movie for sure. But again, we don't know how far along that movie is. Matt, the movie is years and years delayed. I get it. That doesn't mean it is almost done. Joe, that doesn't mean it's almost done. We don't know. I think, but filming is definitely done. We don't know that. Brian Domingo. Yeah. How are you? We do. I think we do know that. Boy, I I didn't know I was going to spend time talking about Ezra Miller today. Yeah. Um, You know, nobody expects expects Ezra Miller. It's like the Spanish (laughs) Inquisition. Joe, Joe, it's even more like you're, it's even more complicated than the Christopher Plummer because if you remember the trailer, uh, Ezra Miller's plays two characters. He does play multiple characters. Yeah. So, they, they so, play so multiple. they are they are in scenes where there's two of them, which is like, it's. I don't think you can extract them from this. No. I yeah, just, you know, it's not. It's like uh, it, it, it's, it's as, not as like it's Ben Affleck as, as Batman, and they can right. keep the Batman suit, and then the scenes he's not in the suit replace it with somebody else. Yeah. Like or or is, it had just, uh, just, just CGI in his chin. I think you got to shit in this thing. <laughs> and and I, honestly, not just that, but because all of it that's behind it, even if you, even if you still just replaced him, I feel like people would be like, well, this is gross. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> I, I think I, you got to shit in it. I think the only, cause it, it is one of those, you can't release it. You cannot release it. I right. think the only exactly. thing they can do is just put it on HBO max. Yeah. Quietly release and it just, on HBO max or just, something. It's the movie's done. It yeah. is what it is. But that's a, but that's releasing it, right? Like like they've. Yeah, like, but I understand it's different. But you do that in but, four years. <laughs> no, but you know, you like you, you release it, and it's it's already made. If you get hopefully you get some subscriptions because people are curious. You don't take a to- you because you can't put it in the movie theater. Right. Oh, I don't you know what? Uh, re relabel it. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, the Flash. One point five, and that, then or, and yeah, or and now Ezra Miller pulling the Flash. Now Ezra Miller is a hero. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's I mean, uh, yeah. Please, they, yeah, I don't know. What you know what? Want. That might that actually might cause more problems so, than it solves. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I they can't. They, I don't know. You can't I just, do it. I, you can't. You I, literally can't do it. You can't put it in the theater. Yeah. Like it's it's too much. But they can't. They've put hundreds of millions of dollars into this movie from pre-production to now the filming's done the filming's been done for a year but they yeah. it's all the special effects and all the other stuff and that's why it got bumped from like because it was supposed to come out in november and that's why it's coming out in june next year because it because of the backlog of special effects and all that stuff they they mm-hmm. could, couldn't do everything at once right um and but there's no physical like they are such an a particular actor like speech wise and all that, like you, you can't just pull like Archie from Riverdale and throw him in there. You know, like you just, you can't, it doesn't, you can't. He's a good looking kid though. I'll tell you what, that KJ, listen, good looking kid. They need to to ditch. I said this somewhere, somewhere and I'll say it everywhere. Um, They need to ditch Barry Allen because Barry Allen sucks. Yeah. And do a Wally West slash movie starring 
AJ Kappa or whatever his name is. KJ from, uh, Appa. <laughs> oh my God. K, yeah, like, KJ uh, Appa. Or, 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 or KJ or AJ Kappa. I like that. Or grab the kid from a Flash too. TV show. He's great. Just grab him. Oh, Screw he, it. He's so boring. Oh my God. People, <laughs> I like him. I, who, Grant, who has Grant watched Gustin. every episode of 11 seasons of that show? Not and paid attention through the whole thing. You never looked at your phone? Bullshit. It is the most excruciatingly boring show on TV. It is. Yeah, I stopped. I got it's, to a point uh, where like, you know, uh, oh like my God. I, I looked I looked away for a second and all of a sudden I had uh, 11 episodes of The Flash on my DVR and I had not even considered that it was still like it, that they were currently airing. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that the season's every not time. over. Oh, no. Uh, I, was, I, I haven't yeah. gone back to watch them. Uh, no, they're <laughs> they're, they're, there's no. It's there's literally no need. Like there's maybe two episodes. You know I'm going to come on, but still, I I went through. I don't know where it is. I think I went through five seasons, and then but you get to a point where it's like episode eight, and it's like all right, what? It's like I've got seven more of these. Are you kidding me? Like, and every season it's just like okay, oh, we kind of ran out of stuff to write. The big bad is still there. We don't want to do that yet, so. What if we give somebody else in the power, uh, someone else in the team powers? How, how's that? Oh we, my God. Like we'll do that oh, works every season, right? Uh, every, you know but every, you know every single person conflicted. on the show has powers now. That's just it. Yeah. Except, except, uh, except Killer Frost for, is feeling conflicted. Uh, except, uh, for Joe, feeling, except for Joe West, who is not really a character that exists in the comics. <laughs> right. Even the wife of, even the wife with her mental powers is like, what? This show is no, there's oh, no yes, point to the show. Yeah. There's no point. It's terrible. It's terrible. She's, it's, uh, oh, and she's like, and what makes it worse is that she's like a perf- she's like a counselor troy yeah who, who like look we all it's love counselor we all loved counselor <laughs> troy as a kid but she is a shitty psychic okay it's like uh oh i feel oh i feel pain and anger it's like shut up that is not helpful we get it yeah <laughs> and, an- anguish in this room i dare you to who, who all, all of them have anguish including the audience sitting through every second uh, of the show I, yeah I, I i do really i do really like joe west he's Mosaic. great he's uh, great just let him go he, do something he, else like he i is said excellent the show. jesse jesse martin is release a poor guy from he, his contract and let him go do something good <laughs> he, he has had that show on his shoulders for i think it's a 27 seasons he heard it he hurt his back really bad several seasons ago yeah and was carrying the whole thing from Absolutely. the show he was absent for like an entire like half season and it showed yeah oh yeah uh, all right uh, let's stop like, talking uh, about a show that yeah. sucks what did you Anyways, want to talk yeah, about Brian? <laughs> oh um sort of related uh doctor strange 2 i okay. saw it last weekend yeah um, and now man, on disney plus for everybody wh- that didn't want to see it in the theater what a waste of two and a half hours that was. Oh, if, I was Benedict, but if I was Benedict Cumberbatch, I'd be like, can someone put me in a movie that matters, please? Because oh, why was this so a Doctor Strange movie? Oh, oh my God. Oh, the Multiverse of Madness. And they saw two universes? Two. Well, the they, one. Hey, yeah, no, they had that scene one. where they flew through like 10 of them. They, but <laughs> they only great. stopped in two. Yeah, they, they only stopped, stopped in two. two. Yeah. Oh my God. They give us the most, the America's Chavez could have been anything. It was a completely blank slate, and they were like, "I don't know my powers. I'm 11 years old. I look like Dora the Explorer from the <laughs> from the, the the live action version." And she, yeah. like, she is one of the best Marvel characters of the last 20 years. And they 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 just brought her to nothing. They just gave her nothing to work with, and the character was weak. 
and like mm. wishy-washy. I agree they ugh. boiled her down too much. I do agree that. Oh my, my god. My, my biggest complaint about America is that America Chavez in the comics is like a, a is like a bad bitch, man. Yeah. And uh, this America is just some whiny kid. Yeah. She's uh, it's not even like it's not even that I think she was bad. It's just that that this was nothing like America Chavez. Right. You go to the go go on the the after obviously after you stop listening today um everyone go yes. to the marvel universe app and go to the vengeance series by um joe uh, casey, joe casey from, yeah. from first and nick dragota from page one of america chavez she's like totally kick-ass yeah like page one total and so this is like i don't know how my powers work i don't know how to get home what am i like she doesn't do that she rolls she literally rolls up her sleeve and punches through universes like that's what yeah. she does and they gave uh, us like Nothing to work with. But uh, the movie, if nothing else, it did give us Pizza Papa, and Pizza Papa always gets paid. <laughs> I don't. You know what? I don't even know what you're talking about. I what don't either. Pizza Papa. Yeah. I don't pizza know, Papa. But- Bruce Campbell. Oh, pizza gotcha. God. Oh, God. Thank, thank God for another cameo to waste 90 seconds. Wonderful. It was um, fun. Brian, let a little oh love God. into your heart. I can't. It oh, just, it was. Like I don't disagree, I don't, then, Brian. I liked it. Bring, it could have been and better. And then they bring it, they bring her to, to the monk citadel, and they're like, "I know we just scraped the bodies off a thousand monks, but please, <laughs> please join." Um, there's like, so in the background, they're still they're exposing off the gristle. Yeah. They're raking, they're raking and sweeping the corpse. How is this any different than ashes. Hogwarts, where you literally send your no, kids to true. die? It's just like, it's like the, <laughs> yeah. the bodies of literal school children. Right. You're like, yeah, every like, semester we just sweep them out the window down there. Like, all right, oh, no, kids, we, come on in. We, yes. We um it, it was my wife's birthday last weekend, so we watched all the things she wanted to watch, and we watched the second Harry Potter, where it has like a literal uh, man-eating snake behind yeah. under the school. Yeah, I'm like right. everybody's cool with this, right? Dumbledore, if you didn't know that was there, <laughs> right. you tell there's a there's a full there are cement sewer pipes. So at some points there was a contractor like, well. This is what they want. I don't know. Yeah. Guys, don't go in that room. There's something really. <laughs> guys, not, you know, some guy with a toolbox, like, not. Like, not that's the, somebody, yeah, somebody. Not my circus, stuff. not my monkeys. Right. Not no, I want to know, uh, did the plumbers have to install the mech, the secret mechanism in the bathroom that opened up right. the tunnel to the chamber? Of course of they did. Well, that's like every you time know. the Green Goblin builds, like, a citadel under New York City, like, nobody from, like, public works is, yeah, like, down no, there, like, call the t- we like, got to clean up these sewer pipes. But uh, there's a big, crazy locked door here with like little laser guns. Like, let's not mess with that. Uh, you know what? I, 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 always, I had the same question whenever uh, I watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. I'm like, nobody just like accidentally walked into the TMNT lair. Like, it's just in the, it's out in the open. It's gross. They dude. smelled sewer gas it's in and the pizza, sewer. And they were like, gross. what's going on in here? But like, yeah. there's work, like, there's workers down there, right? Like, sure. Con Ed has to go down into the city and like mess with stuff. Come right. on. Or like the construction crew that built out, you know, uh, the Daredevil apartment in the old Ben Affleck Daredevil. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Like, or, you know, how much uh, money does this the, guy have? He's like, he's got like a four the, million you, dollar you, apartment. You've got, you've got, Murdoch, the, you've got the public works, a, the public works crew yeah. that are uh, the public works crew that are helping Giuliani gentrify Times Square. Right. And they like w- accidentally wander into the TMNT there and they're like, what? What the hell? What are all the, 
Is that a bed? What's going on? Is that a bus a that shoots bed. pizzas? Bunk yeah, beds. Yeah, bunk beds. There's, there's two bunk beds in a. This um, pizza is a hot giant still. rat. In a, there's a rat in a bathrobe. What is going on? It's like wait, uh, there's you a bunch what? of. There, there could be a map where it's like it, like they get handed around and it's just crossed out. Like don't go that way, guys. I somebody. My old boss said, don't go that. You know what? Whatever happens over there, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, like you got like one cranky guy. that's like, I don't get paid to deal with Ninja Turtle shit. All right. Sector seven guys. Yeah. Like they just, there's an we're, understanding. Just don't go over there. Yeah, you know? We just don't go over there. Yeah. We just, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't talk about that. We don't go over there. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, nah, yeah. nah, nah. Forget it. <laughs> um, so the, uh, yeah, I didn't think the movie was good. Um, Fair and don't, yeah. That's Never mind right. Scarlet Witch would know agency and and i mean that's not a feminist true. movie is what i would say it's um, yeah you know that yeah. is very true no it's very a disappointment true. um i did like the the cloak of demons that the, like zombie god i loved that god I loved that, looked, that. that looked pretty cool but oh, that was, was a minute and a half of cgi so cool. the whole thing um but for question of the week um there are some obvious answers that i won't um take it that anybody's time with but i like um that they that uh uh god what's his name um, on the in our man, they use Snapper Car as like the oh yeah took him from like the dregs of DC history and made him like the entry point to the series about this brand new character. Yeah, DC's um, and, uh, DC's Rick Jones Snapper Car. <laughs> exactly. Yes, they they, they let him kind of be the narrator, and um, you know he's most known as being a sidekick, and here he is working with the our man android from the. 853rd century which yeah. is kind of cool i love it um i admittedly cool. don't know shit about snapper car i just put up his uh fandom page if anybody wants to check it out other than like he was in the old school golden age like justice league comics and he snapped when he talked right he'd be like oh wow i'm gonna crack a joke now snap <laughs> like okay oh, I, I i always feel that like they you know the, in the american bandstand days they were like wow snapper cars He's pretty old, guys. Yeah. Like, he's, he's an old man then. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was. Know, 80 years ago. Yeah, yeah, they're like, who's this old dude snapping and jibber-jabbering? He's so. looking much better these days, though. Oh, yeah. He never ate us. never ate us. Brian. Jimmy Olsen. Love talking to you, even when you're grumpy about Doctor Strange. We love it. Oh, my God. I can't wait for the third one. It's going to suck, too. Great. Okay. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Harvey, get in here and tell us how you want to fix the Flash. What do you got? Hey, guys. Hey, what's happening? What's up, bud? Hey, you know, this is... This is a Flash movie. 100% is going to end with something being unwritten, right? I mean, Flash has to do something world-changing, right? Sure. Yeah, right. Just switch him out right then with Grant. (laughs) With Grant, switch him out with Grant Gustin right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's, uh, you know, he's going to, Ezra Miller's going to go to bed one night, and then when he wakes up, He's Grant Gustin, and he's next to Suzanne Plachette. <laughs> it's like the ending of New Can Heart. You please stop like, dating you know, us, Joe. Jesus. I, I had the weirdest. I just had you the weirdest dream. You have anything from the last 25 to 30 years. <laughs> Not really, no. I don't. And spoiler alerts. Come on. I mean, they could just, like, heavily lean into it and just have, like, Ezra Miller's Flash is actually, like, also grooming people and, like, running around with kids. And they're like, and the Justice League is like, dude, you are fired. We got to find a new Flash. <laughs> And we all so, learn well, something, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> I gotta get. I'll see you guys later. I gotta get back to my compound. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that's, Joe, what okay. is that thing called? That un, that that hallway that Superman has to go through to get to Lex Luthor's underground lair in the Superman movie. In not the 
real one, but the uh, the Donner cut. Oh, it, oh, I don't know. I don't remember. There's a name for it. It's either the Gambit or the Gauntlet, I think. Probably the Gauntlet. Yeah, I would guess, guess the Gauntlet. That's my guess. He, it, yeah, but, it's uh, like Superman has to walk through this thing and like all these machine guns just pop out yeah, of the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just a series of booby traps. Well, but it's um, great too because at this point, Lex Luthor knows. He knows yeah. that Superman is bulletproof, that like none of this is going to work. But, but he's got to try. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it gotta, anyway. Got to try. Got to try. If for no other reason, uh, just to piss him off. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, I, um, I, Luther's, Luther's lair. Yeah. Um, that's another good one. I will I will at least give Luther's Lair a slight pass in that it was clearly like an abandoned subway station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That they built over and then yeah. he renovated it because he's Lex Luthor, like he put in his own shit. But yes, that's that is like there's nobody like accidentally like the cop, right? The cop almost found it. Yeah. And Lex Luthor is like, nope. And pushed him into a subway. Yeah. Car. <laughs> um, Harvey, what else you want to talk about today, bud? Um, you want to get into uh, Ms. Marvel real quick? Let's get into Ms. Marvel real quick. It was a really fun episode. I thought. I thought it was excellent. Yes, uh, uh, you know we talked we talked a little bit about how like last week was sort of the Mark travels to Egypt episode, right? So it was still yeah. good, but a, a lot of like exposition. Right. Uh, you know, this episode I thought was uh, really, really good. I love the flashback to her great grandma. I, right. I thought that, that was so nice. And talk about some beautiful people there, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and everybody, I mean, everybody on the, everybody on that show is gorgeous, except <clears throat> for evil, evil auntie or whoever. Uh, nah, forget. Is she even is she even related at this point? Like, I, I know I had that way yeah. wrong because I thought she was the great grandma. She's not blood related at all. Oh, she's, no. so she's just one of the clan. She's just, yes. she, yeah, she's just one of yeah. the clandestine from the north. Uh, but and she actually looks. She actually looks like, and I'm sure she's a lovely person in real life. They do a great job making her up on the show, but she does look like a terrifying monster. Do you believe that turn? I don't have a problem with it. I think when she realize no, I don't have a problem with it. When I think when she realizes that, like she has totally abandon her family and whatnot. And the whole idea was, well, I'm going to save my family, you know, mm-hmm. and in doing so, she realizes this is not going to work. It's not what I thought it was. Like, what else is she supposed to do? Just turn around and still be evil. You well, know? I think that's interesting because nine in 99% of stories where we have a scene where the good guy talks to the bad guy at the very end before the bad guy does whatever the bad guy is going to do. And the good guy is there trying to convince the bad guy. No, you're, wrong this is bad usually it never works usually the bad guy just goes ahead and beats the bad guy right and that didn't happen here she was like had a realization that kamala was right yeah i mean but i do think you know i i feel like i have seen and i'm i'm gonna struggle to come up with any off the top of my head because i did not prepare for this part of the discussion (laughs) i'm sure that we have seen movies or red comics where the villain discovers too late that they have made a mistake right what happened and, in buffy and, like 17 times <laughs> yeah, but i mean but just like you know um 
and, and they have to like sacrifice themselves yeah. to save the day. Sure. You know, Darth Vader, right? Oh, there you go. The Star Wars, the most famous sure. example where, where Darth, <laughs> where, Darth <laughs> where, where Anakin Skywalker reasserts himself and, and kills the emperor uh, for now <laughs> and uh, saves Luke, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, that doesn't like discount all the like children you murdered, <laughs> but right. it's nice that you've done the right thing. You know, yeah. Um, does that mean does that mean that like she's not all a murderer? No, but she's also probably like she probably wasn't out there committing war crimes. No, but she also realizes my mission is over. Everything that I was trying to do is. Yeah, is, like is she, I, I, I do think I do <laughs> think, you know, to answer your question that Kamala convinced her that opening the portal was not a way home it was just a way to get both worlds destroyed yeah well she also saw what happened to the earth destroyed to the other person that walked up and turned into a skeleton like oh (laughs) that's not what i thought was gonna happen (laughs) yeah do you think that was terragenesis because no that looked a lot like terragenesis from the shield absolutely you know what uh you're not wrong about that but i don't think it was no they're not gonna touch in human stuff i think that it's gonna be i think they're just gonna be this extra dimensional you know, clandestine thing. I think so too. I, I don't think they're going to touch on the Inhumans. The, at all the in saddest part about Miss Marvel is it's one of the best TV shows that they have done, and no one is watching it. Yeah, the That's ratings are the rated. internet is full watched. of idiots. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. And it's, it's like if you look at the ratings, terrible. it's like uh, everyone's like nine five stars is so great, and then there's like a hundred million zero stars. It's got the bitching it. review you know? bomb big time. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I got an argument with the guy like. Like like you said in the chat earlier, Matt, that that Star Wars fans are the are the hate Star Wars. Nobody hates nobody Star hates Wars, Star, Wars Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. Yeah. Yeah. Are they really fans at that point? I had to gotten into an That's, argument with this yeah. guy. I'm like, how you you can't call yourself a fan and just hate on everything because yeah, yeah. You're, you're just a troll at that point. That's all right. Well, it's like it's like the people that are it's like the people that are out there going. I don't watch Star. I haven't watched Star Trek since it got woke. Yeah. Well, okay. Have you seen Star Trek? And that's that's a, a larger conversation that just comes down to like people that want everything to be in their box, and if it's not well, in my right, box, but, and they also have a fundamental like, misunderstanding right. of the thing they claim to yeah, love. Yeah. Like they, I put it in this box, and that's where it goes. And if it doesn't fit there, I hate it. You know. Like, well, it's okay, a, well, and it's like the same. Go you away. can apply. You can apply <laughs> that same thing to like people that are like, oh yeah, I love Superman. He's such a badass. He right. Breaks necks. Let's. No, (laughs) or like, like, look, the best part of Batman is when he's firing a 50 caliber machine. Right. And this isn't this isn't a dig at anybody (laughs) that likes those movies for what they are. But it's like, look, okay, Punisher, we had the the same for a cop. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yes. yes. When you see Punisher um, skulls on cop cars, like guys, people, people <laughs> did, people did the same thing when they they claimed to love Marvel, and then all of a sudden, Marvel's got like a girl Thor, a, a black Captain America, bleh. and it's like you guys. The X Men were an allegory for civil rights. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? Of course, yeah, it's a fundamental. Like, it's a fundamental misunderstanding. Like you do not understand yeah. uh, uh, what you're talking about. It's a fundamental misunderstanding. Um, and and look, like what you like, but if you're going to dislike something, know why. No why. Yeah, and dislike. you know what? And and Harvey, I will say this. I'll I will make this kind of. I'll give this hot take uh, to your actual question. Um, are you even a fan? Uh, I say no. I think that these are people that don't care. Yeah. yeah. Except that you're a troll. It's 
is except that it is a high profile project starring a brown woman. Right. Like, if you, you know, if you're Brian Domingos, you want to say, I didn't care for the last Doctor Strange movie. He's not coming in and saying there were too many bitches in it. And they were in there. And yeah, gay stuff. Right. Exactly. Like, no, like, no, at no point is as no at no point is his argument like I didn't like Doctor Strange because one of the stars was a Latino. Right. Gr- no, he's like the story girl. didn't work for me. I thought they rushed himself. Those are valid criticisms. Those right. are absolutely yeah. like I yeah. didn't care for Obi-Wan, not because they put a black woman in a Sith outfit. I had no problem mm. with that. Thought she was great until they changed her story violently but that's a whole nother thing like she was really that. good in the role we're not right? getting into that <laughs> like and i yes. even i even kind of you know i like star wars i would never go out and call myself a fan yeah i'm done doing it I'm, i just never have i'll I mean, be a trekkie any day of the week first movie i ever saw and <laughs> right but still i you know it's like i like it but it's not you know, it's not i'm not gonna freak out about it right we not everything we don't have to be so religiously devoted to everything let's let things grow let's that, give things a right. chance and, and and i think and i think harvey Learn that's what makes you there. that's what makes you a fan yes. right is being is is growing up is you don't even necessarily have to grow up with the thing like we have in a lot of cases it's like I had to I had to learn through years of exposure and 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 change my world is not going to end because they changed the continuity of my favorite characters exactly or because they put another character in the costume for X amount of time yep. or even permanently. Yes. Uh, or, you know, characters that I love get wiped from existence for a decade like sure. they did with Wally Wood. Like life moves on. The things that I love still exist. And that's what makes me a fan is that I can appreciate them for what they are, right. not for what I want them to be. By all means, uh, don't not tear them down for not being what I want them be to be. Be a critical fan so you know why you like what you like. There's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure your criticism makes sense. Just yep. make sure you know what you're talking about. And don't be yep. an asshole. At the end of the day, yep. just don't be an asshole. It's that simple. But, Barry, <laughs> but we do we, – we can all agree that Barry Allen is boring. And Barry Allen needs to go away. I'm done with him. I'm done uh, with him. But, but – uh, no, I kid. But right, uh, quick yeah, answer it, of the week. Yeah, please. Arcade. Arcade started off – as a yeah. Spider-Man villain, true. In First appeared Marvel in Marvel Team Up. Yeah, and it wasn't even the X-Men; it was Captain Britain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he used their he used uh, their distrust of each other against each other. Yeah, Arcade. Yeah. So, like, Arcade was oh, man. Arcade is one of those villains that I never loved. <laughs> I guess I, you know? I do. I do love Arcade, but you can add him to the list of people whose lairs must accidentally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All the time. Yeah, like, like, where does Arcade make this money? You know, where is, where is Murder World? Like, right. Like, I get like the Mojo Verse. I understand he's an interdimensional, yeah. you know, like monster sure. that, like, Murder that World is on planet. Earth. Yeah, Murder World yeah. is like in Cleveland. <laughs> you know, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like a, it's like the evil Six Flags. Yeah, uh, totally. You know? Yes, if somebody like took over Bush Gardens and made it kill superheroes, you know. <laughs> <Bush> <laughs> right. uh, our dog. Uh, let's just. G- uh, what's the most obscure theme park I can think of? The answer is Dog Patch USA, oh. which is in Arkansas. It is a theme park devoted entirely, no joke. To the comic strip character Lil Abner. Oh wow, uh, that sounds. It's a real. It's a real place, and I have been there. Wow. Um, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, we just passed. We passed through. We is just, this what we made just, you angry when you were young? Is this what did the little <laughs> Abner part? No, no, no. <laughs> did the little no. Abner touch you inappropriately, Joe? Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, I just think that it's funny that there's a theme park Dear devoted God. to little Abner, and that's kind of what arcade. That's what Murder World is. It's Fair like enough. the it's like the dog patch you would say of the Marvel universe. Harvey, thank you for dredging up those memories for uh, Joe. We really appreciate it, man. <laughs> I, fl- I got a flattened penny from Dog uh, Dog Patch USA somewhere. God, this story just gets more and more boring. <laughs> it's amazing. Harv, we'll talk to you soon, buddy, okay? See you later, bud. Jimbo, get in here and close us out. I got stuff I got to do today. How are you, brother? Uh, Doing great, guys. Uh, It's time to duel, I guess, for this final uh, segment. Okay, okay. Whip out your time, wizard, and let's get into it. (laughs) Okay, so um, just uh, some comments on his death. Um, Still undecided. It looks like it was a a snorkeling accident. Right. Yeah, snorkeling. Uh, Off the coast. He's been dead for several days. The rental car company had been trying to reach him. Jesus. so yeah, they, like they found him in the water. They found him in the water off the coast of um, uh, that city in Okinawa. So Jim, yes. let, um, me, let me ask you a question. And this is coming from a place where I legitimately don't know, and I am curious: mm-hmm. Is he the kind of cur- uh, creator that does have pretty much sole control over a manga like this? And does it mean that a Yu-Gi-Oh manga is done? That it goes away? Well, so he sold the rights off. So, okay. so, 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 let, well, so let's do some, doing some research on Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh net worth as a franchise is $17 million. Jesus. In, in, in comparison, the Avengers is only noted at $15 billion. Now I assume with the Marvel stuff, that'll you know, go higher and higher and higher. Sure, sure, sure. But, but Yu-Gi-Oh is still pretty popular based on the games. So it'll and, still um, keep coming. It's not like he's the guy that was writing it at this oh, point. Well, no, well, well, the manga's been done, but they, oh. I, I mean... They, yeah, so so the, the manga started in 1996 and it went to uh, 20, uh, 2004. Okay. Anime started in 98, but the anime still gets reboots and like different series of different main characters. Right, right. Just like just like Dragon Ball Z, they keep like pumping out like more. Well, I mean, more than I mean, more than that. I mean, the Yugo franchise has, has over 1,100 episodes and seven movies. Jesus. So it's wow. like it's like they do not stop um, on that. Um, so. Yeah, and actually, uh, the Shonen Jump app that I have, best $2 to spend every month, you know, they actually have the old Yu-Gi-Oh! manga in it. And so I actually went back and I read the first The first two chapters are nothing like what the anime is. The the, 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 the basic premise is the Millennium Puzzle, yes, Yu-Gi uh, develops this other personality, but he's like a dark guy. And he goes to, like, bullies and gamblers and do these death games with them and, like, steals their souls. It is horrific, and then eventually it becomes this hard game. Oh yeah, like, like in the in the first chapter, this bully's bullying Yugi, and after he uh, uh, calls him out on it, after he finishes the puzzle, he does that knife game from the Alien movie with the guy, and he doesn't finish. He steals the soul. Is it just a kids show? <laughs> well, originally he wanted something very dark. Really? Um, he didn't want. Yeah. And so he does dice games, he does card, but eventually the card game became the popular one. And that's what you see in the anime. And that's what launched everything. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So he was, Harvey just said, Yugi is the king of games, like all games. Yeah. Like that's his, all games. that's his game. Including the knife game. Okay. Including, including the knife game, any game that you want to play, he will, he, he'll go in with you. Like he will kick your ass in Russian roulette. If that's what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're yeah, going to yeah. lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So it's a lot darker context okay i had then no idea hit. yeah 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 well actually the same same with pokemon like the early pokemon manga like you use when in a trainer battle for example you go after the other trainer you try to kill them really 
Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Really? I thought it was more like conscri- conscripting these uh, these adorable think. sentient beings into slavery. I'm well, trying to think if there's like American and like if there's anything analogous yeah. in American pop culture that like start. Well, I mean, maybe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It started off very hardcore. Sure, yeah. yeah. And then oh, then yeah. we got like a kid show with pizza, bro. You know, and all I that. I mean, all, ki- all kinds of comics that get translated yeah. into movies. Oh, I guess yeah, that's true. It's, it's once the anime became popular. He, 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 you know, he really focused on the card game because the first season of the anime, if you watch it, none of the rules make sense. So they kind of lay down the rules in, in the comic, in the manga and, and so forth. And then he just kind of lays into that for the rest of the way. Fair enough. Um, Fair so, enough. yeah. But yeah, King of Dice, uh, you know, we missed. Uh, I guess he likes, uh, I was reading about him, like Story League really hasn't done much since the end. He's just collecting that, collecting those paychecks. Man. Good for him, man. Yeah. He's living, no, exactly. living I mean, the dream. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like his other work early on, he started writing in '81, um, but all his other stuff were failures. He he comments like they weren't very good, and then he kind of found this this Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, thing, Fair enough. You know? So well, yeah, he'll be I mean, he'll be missed, and like it's a look. We joke about it because we grew up you know, in, in the comic shop where Pokemon was a huge thing. And oh, yeah. then not for us, we were already too old, but like Pokemon was a huge thing. And then Yu-Gi-Oh was the next huge thing. It was the next thing. Yeah. And like it, the comic shop was actually like Krypton actually hired people. Uh, like we had a Yu-Gi-Oh specialist. To deal with, just to deal oh, sure. with. It's, yeah. It's, Pokemon. It's, it's a very complex game. Like working at the movie theater, they did promos. And they would do tournaments for kids for Pokemon and the Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. We oh, had, so like, you try to learn that game. That game is super complex. So we had an adult that ran like Yu-Gi-Oh night where they played the card game, right? And he well, he ran all the game. He ran all the games. Well, sure, yeah. but I'm just saying like he would walk from table to table like settling fights and like calling out like official like rulings on something like what is this game i remember i remember <laughs> like football I remember I got baseball to, i remember i got to ban a kid once <laughs> i got to ban a kid once because he was a real shit bird uh, <laughs> oh no he was the worst he was an entitled little asshole but um yeah it's no uh, Yu-Gi-Oh brought the you know p- kids bared their teeth during that game yeah man Ma- like yeah. magic of the gathering night was smooth sailing compared to that. <laughs> that's oh, crazy. true <laughs> well i mean the, the the Yu-Gi-Oh just had a big uh video game release earlier this year and i, I did play a bit you know it was actually fun because i didn't know what i was doing against other people that know what they're doing but then you play like people that know what they're doing you're like oh this wow i got absolutely destroyed so it's like street fighter <laughs> where you can button mash for oh, yeah. a while but then somebody who knows what's up is like well, yeah, i know all the combos yeah. buddy yeah yeah, Sorry. You know, like, like <laughs> I, I feel like Yu-Gi-Oh, if, if somebody hands you a deck, right? It's like you might know you might not know how to build a deck, and that's fine. But if somebody hands you a pre-made deck, or you can buy a pre-made deck just like you came with magic, um, you can read the cards and be like, okay, all right, fine. Um, I'm here to tell you, as somebody that tried to learn how to play Magic the Gathering, um, you cannot do that with Magic the Gathering. No, no, no. Yeah, Somebody you- can hand you a pre-made deck, and you can read the cards, and the cards all technically make sense because the words are written in English. Right. <laughs> and English is your first language. Uh, however, uh, it is so... Uh, it is so just, like... 
impenetrable that you have to have been playing like nobody casually gets into magic and gathering no, i no, refuse no, no, to no. believe it no yeah um but like Yu-Gi-Oh, i feel like like because parents parents picked it up so that they'd have something to do with their kids right you know okay. and we'd we'd have parents that would come and play with their because their kids loved it and that's fun um we had some parents then, that took it a little too seriously too <laughs> it is all it's true um it's like just like soccer also, dad uh, you're like Yu-Gi-Oh dad is over there like Yu-Gi-Oh. what are you looking at ref what are you looking at? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take my blue ass white dragon and eat your kid's heart. All right, uh, Jim, we got to get moving, man. I get stuff got to get done today. It is good to talk to you. Thank you for that insight because we truly this is like this is stuff we're trying to. I am trying to learn a little more about. I can't. Joe's a little resistant to it, but you know how Joe gets. I'm not resistant to anything. <laughs> it's good to yeah, talk Joe. to you, Jim. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. There's this black scorpion number three. How you doing? You wouldn't believe it, but I'm actually caught up with some uh, uh, um, Marvel media now, seeing Thor today, and that's why I'm going to be missing the show live. But I want to call in with the answer to the question of the week, and I'm going to steal all of your answers. I know it, uh, because the answer of the person who did a better job appearing in other people's comics is the flat villain turned Starman ally, the Shade. Ooh, that's such a good answer. Oh, man. Anyway, be well, gang. Football's well. Black Scorpion, you son of a bitch, because I was so excited to take that answer and rub it in Joe's face because I knew he didn't think about it because I already know what he's going to (laughs) answer. Uh, well, uh, except I actually changed mine because I thought for sure somebody would come up with Kingpin. I was surprised nobody did. Yeah. Nobody said nobody, nobody said, said Kingpin. Kingpin. Uh, so, uh, yeah. OK, so our answers. Get, let's go for it. it, it real quick. Um, BS the three. Yes. It, it, the shade in Starman is essentially a new character. But yes, technically speaking, he is a golden age flash villain. And he talks um, about his time. I mean, he's essentially a new no, character. No, it's true. But he, he is basically a, he's a blank slate when he shows up. It, yeah. No, it's true. Um, and uh, it, it's that is a really wonderful example and well done. I, I applaud you, sir. The Kingpin was Wooly Toots's answer. An obvious uh, an obvious choice. Um, first appeared in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man, uh, later became uh, synonymous with Daredevil. Uh, to so much so that I think uh, most times people forget that he started as a Spidey villain. Yeah. Um, but because I was so certain that somebody was going to say the Kingpin, I changed my answer. It came to me like a bolt from the blue. I was reading comics and I wasn't even reading DC comics, but I was reading comics and suddenly I remembered Maggie Sawyer, detective of the GCPD actually started off as a long running Superman supporting character. She was really, she was, um, I, I don't know if she was the head, but she was definitely like, she was in the special crimes unit with, with terrible Turpin. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she helped, she ran the special crimes unit terrible and then, Turpin. <laughs> yeah, you know, Turpin with the bowler hat, the guy that, the guy that turned into dark side in final crisis. He's a oh, Jack. Oh, okay. 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 Um, but yeah, Dan Turpin, his nickname was Terrible Turpin. Um, Terrible Terrapin. <laughs> right. He's a turtle. <laughs> He's a turtle, right? And, uh, but well, yeah, Maggie Sawyer. Maggie Sawyer was a Superman character and she was there for a decade. She was, she got her start, uh, in the burn era, uh, in the, I think she first appeared in like within the first 10 issues of Superman. 
And uh, she was there all the way up until, uh, I believe, No Man's Land. After No Man's Land, Greg Rucka brought Maggie Sawyer over to uh, Gotham City in the pages of Gotham Central. I guess I only knew and her from now, that. I, I and now no Maggie Sawyer, Maggie Sawyer is basically considered a Gotham's a GCPD detective. Like a, she was like chief or something. I, I don't, I don't know if she was commissioner. She or she was captain. Um, but yeah, she was like a higher up in the GCPD, and and she ran with Gotham Central for a long time. Fair enough. All right, my answer: Sabretooth. My answer goes to Sabretooth. He's one of my favorite bad guys. Good one, yeah. First appeared in Iron Fist, number 14, and he was supposed to be Iron Fist nemesis. Like, that was the whole plan. And then, like, people in the X office went, okay, hold on. So we got this guy, right? Stay with me. He's got claws, pops out of his hands on the X-Men. He's kind of a scrappy little, like, dog cat kind of man. And you've got this guy that's got claws and alliance me everything and fangs like these two gotta fight <laughs> you know, like we gotta get these right, guys yeah we gotta get together. these guys in a room they're like screw you uh, iron fist and they yeah, pulled him yeah. right out of there well but he also he also appeared uh he also fought spider-man a couple times yeah i mean he did um but there like, was a there was a there was a storyline where like he almost killed the black cat Sure. And it was like a big deal. I mean, he's been around, but I've said like Victor Creed was created to be an Iron Fist villain. And then they immediately. I understand. Like, but I'm saying like he 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 played the field like they right. tossed him around a bit. Now, like, to be fair, Chris and Claremont. Then he, and then Larry Hama yeah. was like, oh, I got it. Chris Claremont and created Larry Hama him. tied him to Wolverine. Yeah. Claremont created him and Claremont was writing Iron Fist at the time. So it's not. Or maybe it, maybe it was Claremont that wrote those. Larry Hama didn't write the book from the beginning, right? It was Claremont on the first, I don't know, 10 or 12 issues of the first Wolverine series. It was all him still dealing with ninja stuff. Oh, Hell's Bells. I got it right on the first try. It's Wolverine number 10. Okay, here we go. Um, And that comic book was, uh, it came out in 1989, and it was written by... Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont. Yeah. With art by John Buscema. Um, And yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, it's uh, Sabretooth has Wolverine pinned down in the snow. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of like where they... First came up with the idea that Sabretooth and Wolverine are like bros. Yeah. And or, you know, frenemies or whatever you want to call it. Uh, um, both both descendants not, of Romulus. <laughs> let's not <laughs> shut up. Uh, and oh, that's the that's the very famous Wolverine story where it's revealed that Sabretooth shows up every year on Wolverine's birthday and tries to kill him. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it's that like story. a birthday tradition. Love that story. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get to the new question of the weekend here. What do we got? All right. Yeah. This question of the week uh, came to us just today, courtesy of John Tverdick, uh in the discord in the cover to cover live chat. Uh, we were speaking about um, super villain and superhero layers and how it's kind of impossible for these uh locations to exist in reality without getting accidentally found by civilians, specifically TMNT's sewer lair, uh, <laughs> the Chamber of Secrets under Hogwarts, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, Lex Luthor's subway, old subway lair in Superman sure, the movie. Sure. So on that topic, what classic comic book or movie plot point takes suspension of disbelief too far for you? Okay. Where it's just like your own sense of suspension of disbelief just can't, you can't go there. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about hideouts. It's just like, 
what's a what's a plot point from a comic book or a or a comic book movie or any nerdy right. movie? Yeah, where it's just like, okay, you guys have gone too far. It's I can't go there. Superman, I can't go on that journey with Superman you. spinning the world backwards and making time reverse, for example. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, not yeah. how time works. Sorry. It's, yeah, I mean, look, I, I could get into the whole thing about how that's just like a fact, metaphor. And you would have murdered whatever. everyone on the planet if you did. That. I don't think he's literally turning the axis, like Joe, changing the rotation he of the. Literally earth. changes the rotation of the Earth and it turns time backwards. That's we see it. And it's not a or metaphor. we see time rewinding Joe he turns the world backwards it slows and turns backwards I am, look man <laughs> I'm just saying this one all right it's I, there are ways to interpret it if you want to no, believe no 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 no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah so we're gonna we're talking about uh plot points that were just too much for our suspension of disbelief to handle. Yeah, I so, love it. Thank you, John DeVerdick. That's a great question, and we will talk about that next Saturday. Next Saturday, right here on Cover to Cover. Uh, like I mentioned, no review show this Wednesday. We will be back next Saturday, the Wednesday after that. We're back to new comics. If you want new comic reviews in the meantime, check out our ludicrous speed rounds over at TwoHeadedNerd.com. Join us on the Discord if you want to talk to us on Cover to Cover. We had a great show today. Thank you to everybody that showed up. But uh, we got to get out of here. I am exhausted. My name is Matt Baum. My name is Joe Patrick, and uh, it's the Two-Headed Nerd, live from the Little Abner theme park in Arkansas, signing off. Dog Patch USA, get it right. 